I'm Anahi, award-winning U.S. and European certified floral designer, educator, and your host. If you are a florist, flower farmer, business owner, or simply a floral enthusiast, you are in the right place, my friend. I help you by providing insights to industry leaders and mentors through their stories, helpful tips, and tricks so that you too can take your floral business and design to the next level. I bring you the art and business of flowers. Welcome to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by True Client Pro. True Client Pro is an all-in-one business management solution for specifically florists. It is helping wedding and event professionals to scale and manage their business. You guys got to check this out. Be sure to head on over to show notes for the link to a 30-day free trial. Believe me, from what I've seen, I think you're going to love this. Welcome back to our business episode, or Let's Talk Business, Flower Business to be exact, series. So today, Christy Lopez is back, and we're continuing with our business talks, and today's talk is about sales. And we're going to just dive right into this, you guys, because it is just that good. All right. So burning question number three, how do I close that sale? Yes and yes. All right. Christy, take it away. So, well, let's recap. So we've learned you need to figure out who you're talking to, right? Mm -hmm. In uh, creating that lead so that you can hone into what your lead is going to be like or look like. What is it going to say? Yes. Then we learned that we need to create all this email sequences to then continuously nurture this clients, be in the back of their mind, in their subconscious, if you will, and kind of slowly but surely give them a little bit of value, but also telling them, hey, over here, when you need us, you know? And then now once they, we got the right person in through the door or imaginary door, we got the right person that got those emails, did not unsubscribe, which means they're interested, there's value and so on. Now they're ready to make the sale. So they reach back out. Yes. Okay. Got, well, again, if we're going to concentrate more on weddings and events and things like that during these talks, if we go to that, then, you know, there's two really important parts of the sale here, right? Is the consultation, the mm-hmm. the actual being able to talk to them event, and then the follow-up event. Mm-hmm. So I think there are two parts to that. For me, sure. Yeah, that consultation is everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's prepping. It's all the prep work that you did in the nurturing before that, that really is getting you to the place where you can find out more from them during the consultation, because you really want the consultation to be about them and their vision. And you've kind of gotten some of the pricing thing out of the way so that you can, you've, you've pre-qualified them so that you can actually really get down to the nuts and bolts of what you mm-hmm. love to do and what they want from you. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So years and years ago, <laughs> probably <laughs> two decades ago, essentially, I took classes from Alan Berg, who I absolutely love. He's um, been in the wedding industry for a long time, and he teaches about sales, especially in the wedding arena. And I took his information that I got and I applied it to my own and I made it perfect for the floral 
side of it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And some of those, the one biggest thing is that I always have face-to-face consultations. Mm -hmm. It can be on Zoom. I don't care. It can be on video, but it can be face-to-face, like physical, Mm -hmm. whatever. But I need to know that I'm going to look at you, okay? If you were coming into me, I would want to make sure that I'm looking directly into your eyes. I can see you smiling right now, (laughs) you know, since we're on video doing this. But I can, I can see you nodding your head, or I can see you, your expression change. I can Mm -hmm. see if you're disengaged, Mm -hmm. that is, those are signaling. Those are reading the cues, having the psychology around the sale, knowing Mm -hmm. those kinds of things are really huge. Right. That's the biggest thing in when it comes to the consultation and then leading them. Yes. You want them to lead the conversation, but you want to actually lead it, lead them to the conversation that you want them to have. I guess you want them to feel like they're leading the conversation, but yes. you need to be driving. Yes. You can allow them to point at the direction you're going, but what route you're going to take to get to point A to point B potentially is in your hands. Yes. So you always want to be in charge of call. The, the the conversation, whatever, in whatever format that's happening. Right now, it's all on Zoom, I, I would assume. Um, at least mine are. But I so agree. I mean, body language speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I mean, what is it? The 70% of communication is body language. 30% is words and tone. Mm-hmm. And that breaks into percentages, which I don't remember anymore. But that is so true, which is also why this is so interesting. It's kind of funny, but you know, when I'm running the dental practice, right? One of the things that when I train a staff, when they actually answer the phone, because you never know when you answer the phone, is this going to be a new patient or not? But I think this will be a useful exercise for people who own brick and mortar shops that they get those phone calls all the time, you know? Yes. Yeah, I try to do the phone calls, but for me, it's more valuable for me for them to set, uh, fill out the pre-questionnaire and then, then go through a pre-qualifying process before consultation, before the face-to-face and so on then a phone call phone call from the get-go um because that's where i'm going to lead them to right but let's pretend that your phone call is your lifeline of your business as it rings right you have to answer you know i always tell them when you answer the phone smile yes it changes the tone of your voice it changes everything and people can tell i mean i'm not i'm not saying that they're gonna think that you're smiling but all of a sudden you're just much nicer and more pleasant. There's something that happens. Like if I'm yes. talking to you with a smile, I have a bigger inflection in my voice. Yes. I have a more excitement. I'm leaning into the conversation. Mm-hmm. If I'm decided not to smile and things are different and your voice gets just a little lower. bit more monotone. Mm-hmm. And, but if I'm trying to drive across a point though, that might happen. But if I'm driving across the point with a smile, there's, a little bit difference in it. Oh, absolutely. So. And then the other thing is when I'm doing my Zoom consultations with the rights, I actually do it standing up personally. You have more energy. Yeah, you have more energy, you're more upbeat. And also when your shoulders are back and you're kind of like leaning back, your diaphragm opens. This is physiologically, this thing happens physiologically. This is not even mental. The smile thing is more mental, right? But this one is more, there's a physiological change that happens. Your tone of voice changes and you sound more authoritative. You sound more confident. So absolutely. I 100% agree. And then reading uh, reading those cues from your client that you're talking to. Yes. Right. It's huge. <laughs> oh, app. Absolutely. How many times have you been talking to someone too, and there's more than one person in the consultation with you, and you have to be able to figure out in quick 
quick time, who's the buyer and who wants what they're getting, right? Mm -hmm. Generally, like a bride maybe really have this vision, but then if there's someone else in the room, like a parent or a fiance, they may be the buyer. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to be able to speak to both of them at the same time and be able to satisfy both of them and come out with a very weighted way to interact with them. And let's say they didn't give you a budget, right? You have to have creative of ways to be able to get out of that out of them as you're working with them because they can give it away totally mm-hmm. oh 100 percent. and there's some questions you can ask right you don't have to necessarily be like okay so what's your budget right you, you <laughs> don't necessarily want to just just do that because now you're all about the money which at the end of the day let's face it it is a business it is mm-hmm. about the money yes in, you know in return to the service you're providing so there's no shame in doing that absolutely not however you can ask some questions and there's some key words you can pick up from the conversations and the questions that they ask even before even getting to that one-on-one conversation that kind of leads you to knowing, you know, okay, this is what they're, you know, kind of going for. Because if they go, hey, we want to do this thing, you know, but in in maybe like a little bit less elaborative or whatever, you already know, they don't have a lot of budget or they're trying to do this on a budget and things like that. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you meet your profit margins and you have the room to do this wedding or whatever it is, it could be thousand dollar wedding and be just as profitable for you. And maybe you can do two of them. My best example would be I did two weddings in one day combined together. Total was about $2,000 between two weddings. One was a little lot, nice, cute little, uh, I think they had 15 guests. This is COVID times, right? In their backyard wedding. And the other one was at this venue where it was literally a 10 person private little dinner. Um, of course, there was a bridal bouquet and boutonniere, just, just that's it, literally, and some centerpieces or whatever, right? That's it. So it was the most amazing thing, literally. Uh, it took me seconds, not seconds. I mean, it took me literally half a day to finish this wedding all down, ready to go. Okay. I delivered the first one. I had a massage appointment uh, right after that. And that's where I went, had my massage, came home nice and jolly, delivered my second wedding, went and got my nails done and went to dinner. You know what? I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> so so budget not necessarily is like, you know, having a minimum and knowing what you need to do. I don't brown on those, of course. For some people, that's what works. But especially when you're beginning and you're starting, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, I just went on a complete tangent here. So let's get off this. So so let's say we have the conversation and then the next thing is sending that, that proposal. Yes. Well, but I do want to go back to the questions real quick. Okay. One that's really great for when you're doing this, like let's say you're just trying to get started and get the ball rolling. One question I always love to ask them is what part of the wedding when it comes to your flowers is the most important to you? When you envision your flowers, is it your personal flowers, your bridal bouquet? Is it the ceremony itself, the setting that it's at? Or is it the reception, how that's going to play out? Then I know which places and kind of what their focus is as a bride, right? If it's on themselves and their bridal bouquet, then I know that this is going to be one of the most important pieces that I need to talk about, right? If it is for their ceremony, it means that the marriage, this the, the way it's set up is super important important to them and the way that that's going to happen. If it's generally the reception, it's about the show, the way it's going to look, the way they want to have Mm -hmm. their guests feel, right? Which is three very, very, very different kinds of things. Absolutely. And 
And so it really kind of sets the stage for where you're going to be. So that's one of my big tips there. Oh, that that's so good. I love that. What I ask, actually, there's two questions that I always ask. One is when it's all set and done and wedding's done and like months down the road, you look back at your wedding. What do you want to remember? Mm, and yeah. What kind of feeling do you want that remembering that wedding to then give you? And they're like, everybody just gets like, oh, wow, wait, what? But that's where the juice comes in, right? And then the second question I ask, so what do you want your guests to remember about your wedding? the most? What do you want them to talk about the most? That's a really revealing question. Oh, yeah. And you can get the personality. You can see what's important. I mean, they they just give so much information at that point. It's amazing. They do. They do. Yes. I love it. Talk about cues. Right? <laughs> I mean, I had a bride who when I said, well, you, what do you want your guests to, to remember about your wedding? He's like, I really don't care. I just want me and my Boo to be happy. I'm like, there okay. you have it, folks. There you have it. Done. <laughs> well, let's focus on you then. You know, nothing wrong with either one, right? No. Nope. But um, but that tells you a lot, the kind of words they use. And also you want to mimic the words they use too. Yes. Yeah. If somebody says, I want high-end wedding, high-end this, high-end that, that's a word in their vocabulary that they're using. And then if I come back and go, okay, we're going to do luxury, this, luxury, that, we're on two wavelengths. We're talking about the same thing, but we're on two completely different wavelengths, I think. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I think it can be good. I think you have to I think mirroring what they're saying and mirroring how they're interacting is mm -hmm. very, very good, right? So um, I think that that can be worked out quickly. And I mm -hmm. do believe with what you're saying, like if it's high end and you're doing that and you're talking about luxury, I do believe that they can be, if you're using them together, they can get it. Right. If you're if they keep talking about this, you know, relaxed atmosphere, you're not going to be selling them the crystals, the, mm -hmm. <laughs> the dripping flowers everywhere. It's it, the formalness. You're not going to be doing that. So right. getting those keys from mm -hmm. them, even prior to, that's how my, my client cheat gets me those keys so that right. I can already kind of get a good idea from them what's happening. So, so let's say we've nailed our consultation. Yes. Well, hang on. Is there more about this that you want to share before no, we move no, on to next step? All right. Okay, cool. <laughs> so we nailed it. We aced it. Right. The next step is we're going to give them this, you know, beautifully proposal. Yep. curated yep. proposal that we just basically put all our heart into, right? It doesn't even matter how you're giving that proposal to them. Meaning what I mean by that, are you using details flowers? Are you using curate? Are you using some other software? Are you using your own spreadsheet? Are you using in your own contract that you're putting mood boards together or using HoneyBook, I don't care. Yes. In some shape or form, this contract, this proposal, hopefully along with imagery and some sort of a mood board and color scheme and things like that, lands at their hands. Yes. Where to next? Well, I always say the fortune is in the follow-up. Okay, can you just say that again? The fortune is in the follow-up. Okay, I'm not going to drop my mic because I kind of <laughs> need it, but that is the mic drop moment. Like that is just, just yes, Please preach it and elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> because you and I both know we love doing the consultation and we love getting the ideas and juicing it up. And then life happens, right? Immediately after something happens or we get back into doing something and we're like, oh gosh, I'll, I'll put it out later. You have to work on it. I would 
generally I used to have a oh the timer yes yes but it's well sand I always liked it to be pretty right so I had one that was that had gorgeous kind of green sand in it and uh, the Ooh. hourglass hour yes that's it I almost bought one the other day actually for <laughs> literally for that purpose for nothing else to sit on my desk that's it so I but I use it. I use it. Um, the <laughs> one I had went for 20 minutes nice. and I got it to be a really, a, a thing for me that I was like, okay, here he goes. I'm setting that thing over, turning it over. And I was going to work on it for at least 20 minutes right off the bat. My mind was fresh. I was able to work on it. I would mm-hmm. be things done. And then if it ran out the 20 minutes and I still had more time to be able to finish it out, I would finish it out. Right. If I didn't, then I would set another time time for when I was going to come back and finish it with them. But there's there's 10 tips. Do we have time to do 10 tips? Uh, You know what? I want to say, let's do this. Let's come back next week with the 10 tips. Okay. Because those 10 tips, I know exactly where you're going with them. And it's so juicy. And Okay. We can spell it out a little bit more. Yeah. I want them to be the focus. So, all right. I promise we'll come back <laughs> next week and tell you the 10 tips. We're not going to hold back here. But I kind of want to talk maybe just a few minutes about the whole process, Christy. You essentially created a bulletproof process for yourself to do this. I sure did. Yes. And that's so important. Right. So when you're yes. booking your consultations, perhaps you need to set your calendar up in a way so that it blocks out another 30 minutes or 20 minutes on your calendar afterwards. So then allows you to sit down and put all that information that is out there fresh on where it's supposed to go instead of coming back to it later, because you are going to forget things when you come back. Absolutely. You will. Yeah. And it is now what's even better is the capability. If you're on zoom to record the call, because Mm -hmm. you're going to be able to go back and listen to some of the things and go, okay, this is fantastic. So you keep your systems, you keep your Trello board, you put your Mm -hmm. recording in there, you have it ready to go like I have all of that set up that I keep on for clients. Right. Yes. That's that's amazing. So the thing that I've done that I can't, I'm still torn. I'm not quite sure if I still want to do that or not, was I literally would open, I use Details Flowers and I love it. I literally would open Details Flowers and there's a feature in it where you can actually turn on in a way so that it doesn't share your product cost with them at all or your markup. It just shows them like the end piece prices. Yes. And I would literally come in and screen share with them after that quick conversation. Like, well, let me just give you like a quick, like what this would be like, you know, and I put the guest counts and the information and like, I'm sort of I've done this. It takes a little bit longer to do the consultation. So I'm not quite sure if I'm happy about this system yet or not Um, in doing it, you know, in conjunction you know, with the conversation. So again, you kind of miss out like looking at them straight sometimes, you know, if you did that whole screen share thing or whatever, but that was another thing that I did. So, but if you have the flexibility of opening software on another screen or something like that, maybe like you can start typing things in. I have not toyed with that, but that might just be an idea, you know. I used to do it where I would type in some things, but I still am a lover of pen and papers. And I have a template that I mm-hmm. use for every consultation so that I cover what I want to do. Um, and I'm like we said, driver's seat. So, but I do believe that that is really, really good 
to be able to sit there and figure out and work with them, right. then they'll see your professionalism will show in in that area, how right. you drive that consultation. 100%. All right. Well, I think it's a good stopping point. And then we'll come back next week with the 10 tips, the 10 juicy tips. You want to come back with pen and paper? I guarantee you. <laughs> And, Absolutely. Yeah. And don't forget, Wednesday, 3 o'clock on the Clubhouse to dig into this topics even more. See you next week. Fantastic. Bye for now. Bye. All right. That's it. We'll see you all at the Clubhouse, hopefully, on Wednesday. And again, I'm going to say this again. If you need an invitation and have an iPhone, reach out to me or Christy. We're happy to do so. And also, if you have questions and you cannot be there, just write them up. Just DM us and we'll be happy to answer you. We've been getting some questions and it's been wonderful to see how many people actually are participating and asking and getting help, hopefully. But with that being said, that's kind of it. See you at the clubhouse. If not, then we'll be back next Monday with more business information. Bye. Well, it's a wrap. Thank you everyone for listening, for tuning in to Viva La Flora Live podcast. We'll see you next week.